Welcome back to Ten Toes Down Football, and I am your host, Jaden Allwood. This week's episode, we'll be talking about my Week 8 predictions in the NFL season, Buffalo's surprising loss to the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs winning six in a row, the Baltimore Ravens offense playing nearly a perfect game this weekend against the Detroit Lions, and my New York Giants winning a tough one at home this past weekend, their first of the season. To start off, we could talk about these upcoming games. We could start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills, two teams that came off of very disappointing losses this past weekend. They'll be hoping to turn the ship around this game and really prove some of the doubters wrong because those were two games that were very winnable for them. The Buffalo Bills especially, especially as they're a team that had high hopes going into this season. I've been very anemic going going into games this season, especially in the first half, lacking offensive explosion, any offensive production, anything of the sort in the first half of many other games. So I I I do expect that game to be a very good one between two teams that hope to really turn things around. But I I do have the Bills taking that one as they are the more well equipped team. But don't don't sleep on the Buccaneers defense. And then their offense. Their offense has been doing pretty good despite this recent couple of L's they've been taking. Next, we have the Battle of New York, the New York Jets versus my New York Giants. This one's going to be very interesting as the Giants just came off of a win, and Daniel Jones still, still no word if he'll be back or not for this game, but this will be a very interesting game to watch this, this week. But I do have do have my Giants taking this one as our offense seemed to have been picking up stride this past couple of weeks, especially with Tyrod Taylor under under center. They've been looking like a team that's more cohesive, more paced, just well better coached overall. And our defense have been playing very good these past couple of weeks. So I, I it will be it'll really come down to the wire this game, especially. But I do have my Giants taking this one. Next, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two very under-the-radar teams this season. They're having two very quietly good seasons. But I do have I do have the Jaguars taking this one as their offense is a little bit more consistent than the Steelers, despite the Steelers, in my opinion, having the better defense. But you never count the Steelers out as they will really hold you hold you to a low scoring total in the first half or just keep it very close to the score they have and pull away in the second half. So you really never count them out, but I, I do have the Jaguars taking this one on Sunday. And then we have a divisional game between the Eagles and the Commanders in the NFC East. I have the Eagles taking this one as their offense has been looking pretty good these past couple weeks, especially with A.J. Brown having five games of over 100 yards basically the whole month past month month in a week just a consistent production from him so I do have them have them giving the commanders a rough a rough time this week especially with the commanders offensive line playing very bad not protecting Sam Howell Ron Rivera just making questionable coaching decisions just, just a bad, bad, bad production overall by this team. But we'll, I do have the Eagles taking that one. 
Next, we have the Los Angeles Rams against the Dallas Cowboys. I see this game will be very important for the Cowboys as this will be another team that if they beat, they could really, really change the narrative that's going around about them only playing good against bad teams. So I do, I do believe the Cowboys will win this one just just because they will be facing an uphill battle going to the rest of the season as the schedule will only get harder. So I feel like they'll be playing determined this week to play a, a Rams team that has been playing pretty, pretty mediocre, to say the least, these past couple weeks. Next, we have the Vikings and the Packers. Vikings just came off of beating the 49ers, who I saw as a top 2-3 team in the league this season but without Justin Jefferson we'll see if they can keep up keep up this this pace in this production they've been doing this past coming off of this past week against a Packers team that's very young and it'll be a, a very good division win for them just in case they do get Justin Jefferson back at the time we meet him next we have oh I didn't pick who I wanted I do have the Vikings taking that one sorry but Next, we have the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans. I have the Titans taking that one, despite the Falcons having better offensive weapons. I do believe the Titans' defense is still very good, despite them just trading away Kevin Byard, their best safety today, to the Philadelphia Eagles. I do believe their defense can still hold the Falcons' offense to, to some stops and and keep the ball flowing on their offense just just to get the game back after having some terrible losses early in the earlier in the season. So I do have Tennessee taking that one. Next, I have over next game is the Dolphins and the Patriots. I have the Dolphins taking that one even despite the Patriots just beating Another division rival, the Buffalo Bills. I do believe the Dolphins' offense is a different weapon for that defense, per se, as the Bills' offense has been inconsistent on multiple bases this season, as the Dolphins. It's very not likely that they will put up a performance they just did against the Eagles. They'll probably route to put up more points. Barring if Jalen Waddle is good going into this game, but with Tyreek Hill, and the scheming and the game planning of my uh, McDaniel's should be should be relatively a decent decent chance that Miami wins this game. Next, we have the Saints over the Colts. I, I reason I say the Saints over the Colts because Saints defense is still very good, and Colts have been playing good football despite Anthony Richardson going down for the season, but. I just do believe the Saints defense is good enough to stop an offense of that caliber and and hold them long enough to hold them down long enough to put up some points to outlast them the whole game. Next we have the Texans versus the Panthers. This will be a very good game as this is a battle of the number one and two pick, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, who I am one to say I do believe Bryce is still playing good football despite what the stats and what the media has been saying. It's just situation. CJ Stroud is clearly in a better offensive situation than Bryce Young. 
with the offensive line, down to receivers, down to receivers that can create separation, down to offensive coordinator. Just production overall on the offensive side is in C.J. Stroud's favor. And defense on that team is better than the Panthers' defense. But I do, between those two teams, I have I do have the Texans taking that one. As, like I did say, their offensive production is just clearly better than the Panthers. But I do have, I do have the Texans taking that one. Next, we have the Cleveland Browns and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Browns defense has been playing lights out in pretty much every game. Even though the last game they played against the Colts was high scoring, they've been pretty much showing up when when they need to. So I do have the Browns taking that one over the Seahawks. Hopefully Deshaun could come back and help that team win. But if not, I believe their defense can still do enough to get that team that win. Next, we have a very, very, very good game. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the San Francisco 49ers. As both teams have high-powered offenses, I do believe it will come down to who could establish momentum and control, time control over the ball. So I do have the 49ers taking that one as they should be able to hold the ball longer than the Bengals with Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully Debo Samuel could come back and Brock Purdy could bounce back after having a okay game. Nothing too crazy is what he's used to. But hopefully they'll be able to turn this turn this around after this loss to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night. But I do have the 49ers taking that one. It definitely will be a close one, though, for sure. Next, we have a division game with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. Kansas City Chiefs have been playing very good football, man. They've won six in a row since their season opener loss to the Detroit Lions. Their defense has been playing great. This may be the best defense Patrick Mahomes has played with in a while, arguably in his career so far. So if their offense could just keep it rolling like how they did this past week with him and Kelsey, that connection just heating up. We may see we may see a team that's going to be hard to beat down the stretch and especially in the playoffs. Just even tougher to beat than the team that won the Super Bowl last year. But I do have the Chiefs winning that one by a landslide. Next, we have Baltimore Ravens against the Arizona Cardinals. I have Baltimore taking that one. Baltimore has been playing some good offense this past two weeks despite, despite, Oh, not let me not say Baltimore as a whole. Lamar has been playing some good, producing some good offense these past two weeks. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, receivers are playing questionable with drops. Missed falling during routes, all that of the sort. But if they keep playing the way they did against the Detroit Lions, they should be good. They should be able to do enough to route, to route up together against the Arizona Cardinals. Next, we have the Chargers versus the Bears. I have the, I actually have the Bears taking that one. I feel like the Bears defense is going to do enough to stop the Chargers and, and steal a win in a game no one probably expects them to win. So I do have the Bears taking that one. 
barring if Justin Fields does come back, it'll probably be easier. But if not, I still have them taking it. Next, we have the Raiders versus the Lions. I have the Lions taking that one. The Lions should be able to bounce back after a tragic, terrible, terrible loss to the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. And the Raiders, with the questionability about Jimmy Garoppolo's availability and durability, they're just their lack of production on offense should be easy for the Detroit Lions defense to just take advantage of. So I do have the Lions taking that one with my knees. Now we can talk about Buffalo's surprising loss to New England, which was more or less very surprising to most, as Buffalo has been a team that had a lot of hope and a lot of high praise going into this season, you could say. But they just, they've had two subpar performances going into this week's game. And this Sunday's game was supposed to be a game to bounce back and get back on the right track. But instead, Buffalo just put on a display, a humiliating dis- display, losing 29-25 to their division rivals. Much like the last couple games, Buffalo has started off extremely slow. They started off the first half with just three points and 122 yards in the first half alone. With a high-powered offense like this, this should be this should not happen in multiple games for one, and should not happen against a team as bad, respectfully, as the New England Patriots. But Buffalo just has some questions to answer, some things to figure out. Just question themselves why they're starting so slow in the first half, what they need to change, who need who they need to feed the ball, who needs to what plays need to be called, do they need to run the ball more, just a lot of questions they need to answer. But they, they have a short week to answer those questions as they play this Thursday on Thursday night. But this game was very, very, very very surprising as the New England Patriots have not been playing good this season. This was um, by far Mac Jones' best performance this season. Completed 25 or 30 of his passes, 272 yards, two touchdowns and no interceptions, and threw the game-winning touchdown as time, basically as time expired to seal the game. So this was Mac Jones' very, Mac Jones' good perform, best performance of the season, I'm sorry. And the Buffalo Bills, this was a game they should have taken with them to just add add to the win column and take a division win to keep the keep the keep the distance on the Miami Dolphins marginally close. But now they're gonna be fighting fighting an uphill battle going down into this season. So hopefully this Thursday they could turn things around and show the league why they are should be considered a top five top six team in the league, but they need to figure things out on a short time, short timetable this week as they, they have only a couple of days going on, two, three days to prep for arguably a tougher defense, in my opinion, to face in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who also just came off of a loss. So the Bills need to honestly figure something out because just with such a high powered offense, you should be able to should be able to do better and put up better offensive production in the first half than what they have been doing this season. So we'll see. We'll see what happens this Thursday.
But there's confidence in the Bills locker room. They seem to they seem to believe they will figure it out going into this next game. And I mean, they did have the lead in this game. They they did have it until that last go ahead touchdown by Mac Jones. They just couldn't couldn't stop that offense. And but Josh Allen did not play a bad game. It was just the first half that really really slowed them down. He Josh Allen finished twenty one for 41 for 265 while throwing two touchdowns and rushing for one. As he did not have a bad game, but it just was, she just wasn't enough. It was too late by the time they were already fighting a uphill battle going and going into the second half, which they did score on the first drive coming out of halftime. But to only put up three points in the first half is unacceptable to a team like this, especially from top five quarterback. Top five receiver in some people's opinions. And an offense like that with Kincaid, Dawson Knox, James Cooks, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. Just over an offense like that. Should be able to put up more more points and a better production in the first half alone. Not even just this game, but just, just in the season in general. But we'll see how they do this this upcoming week. Next, we could talk about Kansas City Chiefs, who are playing some great football from their defense to their offense, picking up speed now. But we could talk about how they just, they've won six games in a row after losing their season opener to the Detroit Lions. Patrick Mahomes just continues to stack the win. This is his fourth consecutive win over the Los Angeles Chargers. This is the second time Kansas City has hit the 30-point mark this season. Man, we'll look to continue this pace going into Week 8 against their also division rival, the Denver Broncos. But we should talk about Travis Kelsey, man. His slow start to the season, had an injury in camp, also got another ankle injury at the end of a game this season, and then just came out and balled this week. On Sunday, he just played out of his mind. In the first half, had nine nine catches for 143 yards. This was insane. Him and Patrick Mahomes were the connection was unbelievable. This Sunday, they just played played lights out. The Chargers had nothing to stop them. Travis Kelsey finished with 12 catches for 179 yards and also a touchdown. At thirty at thirty four years old, it's important just to recognize that what he's able to accomplish at this age, also not being at a hundred percent, it's just very rare to see from 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 someone like that. It's time to really start putting him in the conversation for the best ever at the tight end position. Especially if he could add another ring to the resume, it would be unanimous, in my opinion. Of course. Um, Patrick Mahomes, we could talk about him. With an inconsistent performance of the Chiefs wide receiver room this game and throughout the season, Patrick Mahomes still comes every game to show why he's the best player in the league and best quarterback in the league. He just comes every game to show that no matter what, 
if everything's not 100% of the team, he's going to do, he's going to step up 110% to make sure his team wins. And they've been winning. With, even if he's not playing 100% to himself, he's been had some ugly turnovers this season. Even in, in even an interception this week, outside of that, he played a very good game. But with a Chiefs team, I just feel like if they could just, before a trade deadline, just trade for a receiver, that may help them. Give Patrick Mahomes another target just to spread the ball around more evenly. Take the pressure off of Travis Kelsey as going down this, this stretch of the season. Teams are going to start doubling in more, shading over top on the side of the field he's at. Just just switching up the coverage just to, just to make his life rougher, both him and Mahomes. Just gonna try and make his life rougher going down the down the stretch, but Mahomes will still be able to make plays from the pocket. He's able to extend plays with his legs. His creativity with just his arm and his legs is just just something we just have to sit back and admire every week. But he finished with 424 yards in total, and just was an all out all out great performance. But let's talk about the Chiefs defense as. They have been the highlight of this team, surprisingly, this season. Chiefs defense has been playing out of this world this season. Their top 10 in rankings and stats, in stats, excuse me, as EPA per play, opposing points per drive, scoring. And they just held a lot of teams to low scoring totals this entire season. But they had, I'm pretty sure, four takeaways this, this game alone which is insane to think about. The Chiefs, the Chargers, sorry, the Chargers did have a very good first half against them, but the Chargers logged 233 total net yards in the first half, averaged 7.3 yards per play, and scored 17 points in the first half. But coming out of halftime, the Chargers ended up going two for seven on third down and going down to 4.3 yards per play. It just wasn't enough to overcome the Chiefs defense in the second half when it matters the most. So the AFC West is clearly clearly the Chiefs to run off with as they are a two win lead over second place. The second place Raiders with a record of only one loss. Five and one as the other teams are juggling between two three to four losses going into this week. And also, they play another division rival this week in the Denver Broncos. So, they are able to get this win. They'll just add on to the total. This is clearly that this division is the Chiefs to the is for the Chiefs to take this season again for another year. As much expected going into the season. But in this fashion, I can't say I expected it in this fashion where their defense would be the one leading the charge. But, hey, man, if your defense is playing lights out and you still have Patrick Mahomes under center, that is just a blessing in disguise because you don't really, as long as you know when you're getting a stop or you know when you're getting a turnover, that man on the other side of the field, he's going to get you points in some way possible. It don't matter how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it somehow. But that that division is basically the Chiefs for the taking. As the Chargers drop to 2-4, and four, Chiefs, Chiefs move on to 5-1. and one. They just have the rest of that division in their rear view going forward. Next, we could talk about 
the Detroit Lions' embarrassing loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens basically played a perfect game on offense this week. Lamar Jackson threw for 357 yards, three touchdowns. He ran in for a touchdown, and he had a near-perfect passer rating of 155.8. Mark Andrews caught two touchdown passes. Baltimore moves on to 5-2. and two. Lions fall to 5-2. and two. It was by far the most complete performance of the season by the Ravens. The defense played lights out. Lamar went 21 for 27, like I said, threw for 357 yards, completed 70% of his passes in every game of the season but won this season. Even though they have been kind of still inconsistent with their receivers dropping passes and falling during routes, not getting open, this is a game that showed that when they're clicking, they're clicking. They're obviously one of the best teams in the league when their offense is clicking like this. Scoring 28 points in the first half alone against a, a good Detroit defense. But they, they started off the game not even letting not even letting the Lions get a first down in the first half. Lions in in the first half alone, the Lions had managed three three and outs. Baltimore had a 28-0 lead by that point, a 16-0 edge in first downs, and a 325 yards to 13-yard advantage by halftime. Detroit was just anemic, to say the least, the entire game. They were dropping passes. Jamison Jameson Williams, I'm sorry, dropping arguably one, pa one pass, you could say, was good defense by the corner. The other one... Some argue should have been a touchdown pass, but just 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 bad offense all around. They they finally scored early in the fourth quarter on a twenty one yard run by the Alabama rookie Jameer Gibbs, who had a good performance. You can obviously see the speed that he holds. Won that touchdown run, but you're gonna need more than just one guy, especially a rookie, doing all the work to beat teams like that. You need to work together, and you need to produce stops on defense, especially a defense that talented that we've seen them do it already. It's just something they have to work on if they really want to beat the better teams down the stretch. As these teams start to make trades, make accu accusations, just going down the season. But Baltimore is a team I do believe will be a team that can beat anybody but also lose to anybody as it depends on the production of their offense in that given week. But if they could put on a stretch of games like this for two to three weeks, I feel like they'll get the respect they deserve from the league. And those games will start getting easier and leagues will start playing them a different way. And when, when we see Lamar is, is, is on fire playing a certain way, we see that this team could put up, they put up almost 40 points against a team against a defense is good they could they could do that against anybody if they're if they're hot going into that week they had they had eight passing plays for at least 20 yards like they're 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 taking chunk plays they're running the ball effectively with Gus Edwards Justice Hill Lamar ran a touchdown in 
Mark Andrews caught two touchdown passes. They're just they're just doing everything offense right this week. So I hope hopefully I would love to see them keep this pace up and just keep producing going into the upcoming weeks. Next, talk about my New York Giants. Finally got a home win against the division rival the Washington Commanders. Tied with Tyrod Taylor in the center these past two games, the Giants offense has looked better, more pace, more pacing, better pacing, I should say, more tempo, more guys getting the ball around, better, better big chunk plays, I could say, more risky plays, which you need in the NFL. You need to always take a shot once in a while just to give your guys a chance, but we we defeated the Washington Commanders fourteen to seven, brings us to two and five, and brings the and drops the Commanders to three and four. Um, Darren Waller, our leading receiver, led the game with eight targets, seven catches, ninety eight receiving yards, and a touchdown on National Titans Day. Have yourself a day, Darren Waller. Our defense put up six sacks in this game. As we had four sacks in the first half alone, Sam Howell had a rough game, you could say to the least. He had, he went 22 for 42, 249 yards, 5.9 yards per attempt and interception and got sacked six times. Had a passer rating of 60.5. Tyrod Taylor had went 18 for 29, 279. 9.6 yards per attempt and two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and four sacks taken. Had a pass rating of 116.9. Tyrod Taylor has been pretty good to fill in the spot of Daniel Jones as he recovers from his neck injury that he suffered in the Miami game. So we should see how we fare against the Jets this week if he is still the only available quarterback to play if Daniel Jones cannot suit up this week. So we should be still in good hands to take care of business going into this week. But this team just, this defense just looks, especially I, I love what I've seen from the defense this week as we piled up the sacks the week before. We were flying all over the field, making tackles. We're just, we're not, we're not playing like, excuse my language, a JV, a soft-ass JV team as we were in the beginning of the season. So if we could keep playing like this, tackling like this, making stops like this, forcing turnovers, Deontay Banks with his first career interception this week as a rookie, it was great, great bait into zone coverage, forced Sam Howell to throw it, picked him right off. It was just great all around on defense. If we could just keep playing, playing this way, we could rack up some wins. We could steal some wins. We still, we're ten, we're still a game and a half out of the wild card spot. If we could just rack up the right wins and win the right games, we could be a team that no one would expect to beat that one team <laughs> that is expected to beat us. So we need to, we could just get healthy at the right time and just tighten up at the right time. Oof, we can be a team to reckon with, but we just it just has to go our way. It has we have to play perfect going down the stretch now. Hopefully, with the 
momentum this team has picked up in the last two or three weeks. If Daniel Jones does come back, hopefully he is able to match it and just take it to another level. Hopefully he's been recovering, watching how the team has been playing, digesting it, seeing who should get the ball. Cough, cough, Jalen Hyatt needs to get the ball more as he has been our big play receiver this whole season. We've been struggling to get him the ball as he had five targets, two catches for 75 yards. He was averaging 37 yards a catch this game. And off of two catches, if we need, we need to find a way to implement him into the game plan so we could force the defensive backs to play off and respect the speed that we have on this team to make one our offensive lines jobs but easier and better for Saquon and our running backs. Two, it would make the passing game and our play action much easier as as we develop the run game. It will leave guys open like Darren Waller, Daniel ben Daniel Bellinger, I'm sorry. Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, like I was stating before, Isaiah Hodgins, Wandell on the yards after catch. It would just make our guys' jobs much easier going down this going down the stretch. As we have a very, very good team on paper, but we're just not producing the way we should on offense. So if we could just find a way to just make teams respect us with the speed that we have on this team and make everybody else's jobs easier, we could beat any team. As we saw, we were in a close game with the Buffalo Bills, and we had six sacks this week alone on the Washington Commanders. As I will agree, that is not a good sample size to test your um defense on, as the Washington Commanders have been top three in most sack teams this season along with us. So, But it is still, you know, still is the National Football League. So as long as we could produce week in, week out, we should be a team that granted I'm not saying guaranteeing no win, but we should be a team that keeps every game closed going down the stretch. If our defense keeps playing like this and our offense just takes another level when Daniel Jones comes back. Or if our coaching staff believes he's not ready to come back, if Tyrod Taylor could just keep playing at this level, we play keep away with the ball and we score when we need to. We take advantage of our possessions, ball control, take the points when needed take the ball back when needed. This will be a season that not going to say it's going to be hard, but being one and a half games out of the wild card spot, anything can happen. But that's all for this week's episode. Follow me on one TD football at Twitter. Follow like 